to the Living in Light podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. Beck, can I just get you to do it again? I have, every time you've said good morning, I've thought I've got to remind her not to say good morning because people are listening at all times of the day. Would you be able to do like more of a generic? So I'll just cut the beginning off. But um, if you could just do a generic hi or hello or something like that, because um, it'll sound a bit weird if people are listening at midnight and we're saying good morning. Okay. Thank you, love. I'll just send this through first so I can work on that. Just here. Picks. Hopefully that's gone through. All right. Hello and welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I am Michelle from Michelle Our Price and Lightworker. Welcome to the show, Becca. Becca's your little phone. And your bird. <laughs> and everything. It's all going off. It's all going off at the moment. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, show. Welcome, Michelle. It's good to see you again. Likewise. So we don't catch up as often now that it's fortnightly that we're doing the, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And it is nice. We do actually see each other, if you are wondering, because um, we record on yeah. uh, Zoom, so we do actually see each other. So today our mission is to get you to learn something, uh, maybe give you some tips and tri tricks and some guidance with a card draw. Sure, and Becca is doing the card draw today, so she will sort that out at her end. Um, now, Becca, the theme for today is an interesting one, and look, I have called it the six-week challenge um, for our reference in our show notes, but I don't know whether that is what I'll put up on socials when we post it, um, but what the idea was is that it's about competition, I guess, and challenging ourselves more than anything. So not entirely just about sort of winning. It's not really just about that. It's about getting ourselves out of our comfort zone, I guess, is what I was um, aiming for this week so or this fortnight. So um, that's sort of the theme. We'll get into it more during the show, of course. But um, back to kick things off, what's been happening with you, love? What's been your biggest uh, takeaway of the week? Do you know what? I had a really good week. We have um, I actually, I actually won some money on the radio competition. What? Yes. How cool is that? How cool is that? It is such good news. <laughs> was it significant? Like, was it a significant amount or? Oh, it was, it was, it was $500. That's really good. Which Sorry, is, I was just trying to unmute myself. Is, That's significant. Yeah, no, yeah. Which is really cool. It was really cool. So. Congratulations, We've got a local radio station here, 106.3, um, and they've Bought back. Do you remember Michelle? Like you, you, you'll remember. You have to remember this. Um, in the eighties, it was a really big thing to have bumper stickers on your car. Oh yeah, yeah. So what they've done is they've gone and printed Great advertising. a whole heap of bumper stickers. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they've printed off these bumper stickers, and they've got all different suburbs. So you've got like the Tuggeranong area, or you've got like um, so the bumper sticker has got Tuggeranong on it. And it's like wake up, Tuggeranong. Um, or other ones, so like Belconnen, you know, um, Chisholm, all these different different things. Um, and you go down, you get your sticker, you register with your QR code, your details and your registration of your car. And if they see you driving around with your sticker, they could potentially call your registration number. So you've got to be listening out for it. And it's $250 a pop. <laughs> 
So every time they call it, it's worth $250 and it jackpots if it doesn't go off. So that's why I got the second amount, which was really cool. Um, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. It was really cool. It was it actually took me by surprise because I was there and I was listening to, I was getting the kids ready for school and I'm like listening to the radio and my radio came up and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's mine. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to ring them up now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the heart started racing, Rochelle. The heart started racing. The and adrenaline the started kicked getting, in. Everything kicked in and I was just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty that's cool. It's funny too because um, that's actually in alignment with our theme today because I talk all about winning and losing and all of that stuff. So that's really interesting that you uh, use that as your takeaway of the week because it's a perfect uh, segue. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I remember, I remember once I won this thing. And um, it was like a boiled egg cooker. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea I'd won it. So I had somehow entered some sort of competition somewhere. And the twins were only little. So they were like, I don't know, maybe two at the time. And this thing came and it says, Congratulations, here's your prize, blah, 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 blah. And there was this egg cooker in front of me. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> so that was pretty unexpected and pretty cool, too. That was a long time ago. But yeah, I was absolutely. Absolutely chuffed. It was so yeah, cool. that's amazing. Congratulations. And that's going to help. I mean, every amount helps, you know. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly the cash. Does. But, um, yeah, it, it was, um, it's really cool. But they're like, please, please tell us you're not going to spend it on bills. And, and uh, I said, oh, look, I think I've, I've, the kids have been helping me out listening to the radio station. I think I might spend it on them. <laughs> Oh, that's a great idea. So, yeah, yeah, because they're all, I'm like, listen out for it, listen out for it. Did so, they yeah, hear really it? Cool. Did they hear it? No. Oh. Uh, oh, the, the two older ones were in bed. Matt had a day off, um, so he wasn't at work. Um, but Mia, Mia heard it, my little one. And oh, brilliant. My son, my son heard it. They were just absolutely excited. But the funny thing is I only thought it was 250 Oh my god! So bonus. So it was an extra bonus. So when they found that out, they were just jumping up and down, like yay! And of course, all the shopping lists came in from the kids. Can I get this? Can I get this? <laughs> so good. Bless them. So what's been going on with you, Michelle? Uh, well, it's um, been really busy, Beck. I'm actually feeling a little bit uh, weary today. It's been a really big week. I did a um, two-hour soul deep session thing with uh, a girlfriend of mine who's been doing uh, weekly Facebook lives with me, which are, um, yeah, just really good energy. We're uh, having a great time doing it because I do my individual Facebook live, then a joint one with her. And that's every week. So I'm doing two a week now. And um, yeah, really enjoying that. So we did this uh, Soul Deep Sessions um, thing with a bunch of ladies who signed up to do it. And it was uh, really lovely. It was set up as sort of a back and forth uh, discussion, uh, spiritual, of course, um, just about various topics. We came up with spirit guides and um, manifesting and stuff like this and just basically talking about, I guess, our experience, um, our tips. We gave them a bunch of really good tips and then uh, people would be able to comment and share their own stories and experiences with that particular subject. So uh, that was awesome. So I sort of worked from nine till um, 5.30 that day, then did two hours of salty discussions and had a very late dinner. And then uh, yesterday, same thing, worked, you know, from early till really uh, late after five and then um, went down and hosted our business networking event, our latest business networking event. So 
I've just had really massive days and my husband's been away in Port Douglas, which is um, up far north sort of Queensland area. So he's been away all week. So I've been, um, yeah, looking after the animals and then trying to do these extracurricular activities that I'm into. And um, I'm into my Reiki Shadi Masters. So I started my Reiki Shadi Masters. And so I've uh, done the first lesson of that. And uh, it was really great to see the same ladies, the same ladies I did my Reiki Shadi with have signed up to do the Masters. So we're going through together. And um, yeah, it was really lovely. And uh, I did a we did practice healing at the end of each um, session and um, I was teamed up with Susanna and I've been with her once before and uh, it was really nice um, just do a bit of healing on each other and uh, it was pretty amazing, Beck. We actually had, um, when I was doing her healing around her womb space, I picked up on um, what would I recall or what was in my head as a phantom baby and I sort of said this to her and I was a bit like, oh gosh, I don't know about this and like her mum was there in spirit, her mum had passed away and mum came through and then I felt this phantom baby and I was like, what does that mean? And so. At the end, I sort of said to her, look, felt this little phantom child. Um, I feel like it was a boy. And it's weird because when I was doing Reiki Ashadi, just the general Reiki Ashadi, not the masters, there'd been a little boy running around the room and he was dark skinned. And um, a couple of the people um, are from, you know, Argentina and Germany, and they um, are a little bit, you know, more ethnic looking. And so I'd sort of asked one of the other ladies, is this kid connected to you? And she said, no. And then I was with this lady and I was like, I think this kid's with you. And she said, yeah, it is. She knew straight away what I was talking about. And I was like, wow. And what had happened back was she, um, her mum passed away. And this woman had always had a feeling that she'd had two girls and she always had a feeling that she might have a boy. But um, she decided in this lifetime not to bring the child through. And we've all got a soul contract. We've all got free will and we don't have to bring children through if we don't want to. She made the deliberate decision not to bring this kid through. So she told the child, I'm not going to have you in this lifetime. I'm not actually going to have you. So she had the conversation with him. Anyway, her mum passed away. And then at the mum, she went to get her mum's ashes. And she had this very strong message come in from her mother, pass the soul, pass the soul of that little boy onto your brother because her brother had actually met and she'd actually seen the little boy in her mind's eye as a little Asian looking child. Her brother married a Filipino woman and they were unable to have kids. So been trying to have kids, did IVF, did the whole thing, couldn't have children. So she decided to, based on what her mum told her when she picked up her mum's ashes, um, to pass the soul onto her brother. And she was like, mum, I've got a lot going on. I don't know if I've got time to do this. And her mum was very clear, pass the soul on. They need the soul. So she had to do, and I don't know how she did it, but she had to do some sort of soul transference to her brother and they're still trying for, um, for a baby at the moment. So there's no news regarding that yet, but um, the timing's incredible because all of this is happening around the time of, you know, me doing Reiki with her and giving her that message that I could feel that little boy um, around her. So, um, you know, it was pretty amazing. And I never know when I pass on messages, I never know why or what the result's going to be. But it always surprises me. And I guess I just wanted to leave that as my sort of biggest takeaway this week because I want people to understand that um, it's really important to pass on messages sometimes, you know. Um, I think that that's really uh, vital for people to do. And not everyone's comfortable doing that and that's okay, but I think that that's a really good example of why you should because for her, it was confirmation that she was doing the right thing um, by actually passing that on, um, that little soul on, because she wasn't going to bring him in, you know? Why not uh, allow someone else to have that soul? But I actually didn't realise that was a thing. <laughs> so that was quite quite interesting no. for me. Yeah. That, that is, very, it is very interesting. And it is, um, look, when your intuition kicks in, like you said, Michelle, it is super important to 
to say or to, you know, obviously you ask permission first, you can say, you know, sort of, look, I'm, I've kind of, I'm feeling something at the moment and I, I want to, I don't, you know, whether or not you're open to it, but I have something I need to raise with you sometimes. Yeah. That's just enough to help somebody. Even if you don't do this sort of work that we do, um, if you're just sort of talking to a family member or a friend or someone and you, you've got that nudge, that hunch there to say, look, I've just, all of a sudden I'm feeling something um, because it could really make the difference to their day. Yeah, correct. Yeah, That's it really it. can. And it's, it is, it's, it's very important. And of course we learn the hard way, Michelle, with what we do, um, trying to get the, the courage and the, you know, to, to talk about things. We, um, learn the hard way ourselves sometimes because there are so many times in the past where we've not said something and then, you know, sort of kicked ourselves afterwards. Like we should have said that. I should have said that. Um, That's it. Yeah. And it's often too late by the time we do that. (laughs) It is. It is. So are we going to get into our episode today? Yes, please. Very cool. I can kick things off if you like um, because this is something that I sort of came up with based on the fact that I'm doing a six-week challenge at the gym, which I did really, it wasn't my vibe necessarily. I wasn't sort of, oh, I really want to do this six-week challenge. It was more that my husband's done it several times and every time he's done it, he's been like, Michelle, you need to do this challenge with me. And I'm like, uh, really? Uh. Um, so he's done it several times. And I've sort of, I have participated in bits and pieces. Like they do group things and whatever. And I'll sometimes come down and do like the group uh, competition. But, um, and I quite enjoy it. I like meeting the people and whatever. And um, they have a couple of winners. So at the end of it, um, the national winner, nationwide winner gets about five grand, uh, but I think it's two and a half grand each. And they share that. Uh, and at a local level, we get some sort of prize dinner out or whatever. Um, and I think there's two people that actually get some sort of prize. So, um, and I think I was saying in a previous episode, it was quite funny because we, um, Jason's very competitive with everybody. And so when I did my, um, at the beginning, you've got to do your measurements and they do your um, BMI and your body fat and your skeletal mass, which is essentially like your bone density and your weight. And so I did it all and I was like, oh, that's great. Everything was in the normal range. Fantastic. So all I can really do is build muscle and probably um, reduce fat a bit um, and maybe lose a kilo or two. Um, But I'm pretty good in terms of my weight at the moment anyway. So um, I was like, oh, well, you know, that's good. So I hid my results, of course. And then Jason comes home and he's like, right, where are they? And he's got his results there ready to go. And I'm like, and he was really annoyed that I went down there before him because he wanted to see what it was at the time. And I was like, oh, I've already been, I did it, you know, an hour ago. And he was like devastated. So he's got his little <laughs> results there and he's all like, where are they? Where are they? So I had to bring them down and he was there studying them intensely with a magnifying glass. Oh my God, look at this and look at that. And then he was commenting on my body fat and I'm like, mate, women carry babies. Women are supposed to have more body fat. We're not supposed to have the same body fat as a dude. You don't have hips and boobs, right? So I'm going through all these things and my weight was um, way less than his and he was really disappointed about that um, because I was like 65 and he's like 69 and I was like, ha, 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 ha. So, (laughs) and now I've just dropped a kilo and he's like, oh, he's like really annoyed about that. I'm like, I just dropped that into the convo. I'm like, by the way, and he's like, he's really annoyed about that. Spin weight, poor Douglas eating God knows what. So um, he's going to be at the gym uh, like a crazy person until the end of this challenge. But um, 
it's, you know, it's interesting. I mean, look, I think there could be more interaction, to be honest, because I think with the challenge, like, it's, you know, good to do all your way in and do all of that. But there was no one at the beginning actually saying to me, what are your goals, you know? And I think I wanted to throw this into the episode today because, you know, if I'm doing something, it's like, what is my motivation for doing it? You know, yes, I was made to do it by my husband, but I do enjoy working out. I, I am competitive. I do like winning and all of this. So now I'm sort of like, well, I've got to win the thing. If I entered it, I've got to win it somehow. So um, dropping a kilo is a great thing. Doing more weights is a great thing. Um, and it's good for my fitness and my health anyway. So it is, you know, a good thing. It's not like I'm doing an eating competition where I'm eating, you know, the most Maltesers out of anyone else or hamburgers or whatever. So I think it's a healthy thing. But yeah, no one's actually sat me down and gone, what are you doing it for? What's your motivation? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to look like? When I had a PT back in the day, he got me to cut magazine, when we have magazines, cut photos out of magazines and, um, you know, paste them on a little board and bring them in and show him so that he could see what I wanted to look like. And without word of a lie back, I actually got the body that I wanted. I showed him the images and he went, yep, we can do that. And I did. And I was like, wow. And that was back when I was in my, you know, teens, 20s kind of thing. But I did do what I wanted to do. And this time, I mean, it's a challenge, but there's been, you know, really no interaction. And I'm a bit, I guess, disappointed about that. It was a bit more interactive, I think, in the beginning because we had like a different manager and stuff like that. So um, they were doing a lot of social challenges and meetups and things. And we haven't really done any of that in this one. So I'm hoping that we do come together. But um, even at the beginning, just saying to us, you know, what's your plan? I mean, they took photos, but no one really asked any questions. And I was a bit like, hmm. So anyway, I'll go through it. I'm hopefully going to win it. That's my intention. I've got a bit more weight to lose in my hubby because he's obviously a dude and he's down to 69. And that's, you know, I don't know how much more weight he can lose really. I mean, he could build a bit more muscle, you know, but he's got a quite a low body fat fat count, like at the lowest out of all the guys. And um, yeah, so I feel like I've got a bit of an advantage because I probably can lose, you know, two or three kilos um, pretty comfortably. So yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But anyway, that was the motivation for today um, is, you know, someone else kind of signed me up for this thing. But um, I'm kind of excited about it now because I like the uh, competition, Beck, and I'm the only girl. I'm the only girl. So whether there's an advantage in that, maybe. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Very cool. Very cool. I'm super proud of you, Michelle. Thanks, love. I am super proud of you. And, I mean, there's nothing to say that you still can't do your own vision board around it as well. Hmm. And especially you being um, like very you don't visual. need someone to tell you to do that, especially no. you being very visual. Um, but you, you're such a powerful creator as well. And I just think you doing your own vision board and having that there. Yeah, maybe just, good motivation for myself. Yeah. Yeah, it would, yeah. Be, would be a wonderful thing. Vision yeah, boards a good idea. Um, are pretty cool. They're pretty cool when you do them. You cut everything out. You just find pictures. You know, you don't need magazines. You just go on the internet. You've got more resources there. Or just go to the doctor's Print surgery and pictures. just walk out with their mags. <laughs> it's always magazines at the doctor's surgery still. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. It's actually funny you say that because um, I think last time I was at the doctor's surgery, I saw this woman <laughs> tearing out a page from the magazine. Oh, really? Very quietly. So just, <laughs> yeah, very quietly just tearing out this page. Um, and I had a bit of a giggle to myself and sat there and I took out my camera and took a photo of a page of a magazine. And I, I did it deliberately so that she could see me do it. Oh, right. So like I was sort of there and I was just like, ridiculous. oh. Next time, just take cool. a photo, love. Yeah. Just take a photo. I didn't yeah. want to sort of 
jump on her train there but I just sort of you know I took a photo and she saw it and the next thing you know she's sort of sitting there with her camera taking photos. yeah 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 so that's <laughs> also like... I would have ripped the page out Beck because you're younger than me <laughs> I would have ripped the page out because that's that's what you did back in the day and I often forget that I've got a, a camera on my phone so I have yeah. many times ripped pages out in the doctor's surgeries because I wanted to take something I with have me. done it but a long, long time ago. Yeah. And a so long, that's the thing I forget. Ago. Like I'm like, I would still be probably doing the ripping. That's a great, um, great point. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So I've got these cards here, Michelle. Oh, fab. Yeah. Yeah. So the first card is, this is from, um, and I've put the link up to his website, John Holland, the spirit messages oracle cards um and it's it's interesting the first card that i have drawn is the new beginnings so this card is about the process of starting over taking opportunities to create new directions so um it says that you know you you may be well be saying that you can't do this i'm feeling like i'm not ready or i'm not young enough to to start over you know um, which is, you know, the ego and the fear factors sort of coming in here. But this card is actually telling us that it's the spirit world giving us the nudge for a reason. And Ari is deciding he wants to, to help with, with the reading today too. <laughs> My apologies. So um, for a specific reason. So we know that you need to make changes, discard some old legacies that may hold us back. Um and to purge and choose what you want moving forward. So really relevant to what you were just talking about, Michelle. Sure is. Um, and knowing that doing nothing is not really an option. I mean, it is. You can sit there and do nothing, but what's it going to do? Yeah, It's that's not going to create any momentum. So new beginnings can be orchestrated at any time in your life, and it's a beautiful way of resetting your own private stage with the props you want, the backup, the backdrop you want to create the perfect set for the next stage of your life. So it's a great visual way of starting the process of change. During this time, don't be alarmed if you feel lost or even confused. Sometimes it does take a drastic life change to truly begin living. How appropriate is that? So, and the second card that I have up there is just ask. And this is just, you know, saying that the universe is there, the spirit world's where there, the universe is there, um, to assist us at these times and that we're made up of divine energy, loved ones, friends, guides, angels, spirit helpers who are waiting to assist us. So it's about calling on your spiritual team and all you have to do is ask for help and guidance. And that's not just on a metaphysical level. That is, you know, like Michelle, sometimes we call on each other for help and assistance or just, just to nut through something or, you know, it's um, really cool. Mm. Really cool that there are so many different avenues you can you can go within yourself. If you're not one that can sort of sit there and have the discipline to do that, then you can certainly speak to to other people like yourself, Michelle, or or myself. And um, you know, we're all here because we're here on the same journey. Sure. Are. Similar journeys. We're here for the same reason, but we all have our own individual journeys. We sure do. Yeah, great card, Beck. Both of those. Really relevant. You're all good. Yeah. So, um, that's it. That's the cards. 
Awesome. So maybe a reason for an area challenge. Now, when when we say challenge, we're not. I'm not talking about um, you know for the listener at home or in the car uh, entering that gym competition that I'm doing. It doesn't have to be fitness related at all. It was just I'm using that as an example because it got me thinking. How do we get ourselves out of the comfort zone a little bit? So I guess for those uh, ladies um, or gents, you know, um, they're single parents, you know, male, female, uh, or, you know, primary caregivers whose partners are at work and they're um, the main caregiver and they're at home a lot and looking after the children, et cetera, um, and potentially want to get yourself out of the house a little bit more. So um, the reason I thought of this is because the guy that I did um, one of the Kokoda challenges with last year, he was doing um, events with his wife before. They had a couple of kids together, so they had older kids from previous relationships and then uh, a couple of little ones. And they had them pretty close together because they met, you know, later in life and all of that second time around. So they had a couple of little ones very close together, which meant that um, one or the other wasn't able to do, really do much. And um, so his wife was sort of uh, mostly at home and she's very intelligent. Uh, both of them work in um, medical, uh, the medical world. Uh, she's a researcher. And uh, so she's really keen to get back into her, you know, workplace but also the fitness side of things, you know, she's um, really active, both of them really active and she just can't wait to get back out there. So doing the Kokoda challenge was um, a big deal for him because obviously he's leaving her at home with the two little ones um, and the older ones are a little bit more self-sufficient. One of them I think had moved out of home, but um, yeah, so she's a little bit restricted with that. So if you're that person, you know, listening to this, um, you know, it is a little bit uh, restricted, but it does give you that uh, real fire in your belly, I guess, that when you are able to get back out there, when the youngest ones are old enough, that you'll be back out there doing the things. And, you know, that's all the planning, the visualizing, imagining, you know, that happening. And that can be really cool as well, because we talked about vision boards before, but, um, you know, when you're doing a big comp and you're preparing for something, a lot of the time, you know, the people who win those events um, or do really well at them, visualize that they visualize themselves running across the line having their drink breaks everything going really well you know not tripping over um all of that stuff so you know we can use our imaginations to take ourselves there and really feel like we're doing that because we're very powerful you know intuition and uh imagination are really real so um I know that this couple had done a lot of running events and cycling events so both um uh road races have road racing bikes so um they were going to do this amazing challenge, Beck. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's the border challenge and it goes along the uh, New South Wales and Queensland border. And uh, I think they, I don't know, they walk some insane distance, they camp. Um, they were going to get someone to look after the two little ones when they were old enough to sort of be away from mum and dad for a while. But um, I think it goes over like a week and they literally go on foot. They carry all their gear, so all their camping gear, everything. And um, Chris was telling me, the guy that did the creator challenge with me about this. Um, and so that's what they're actually planning to do. So that's something for her to look forward to. And I think really this is, uh, I'm, talk I'm talking about goals. You know, if you can't do it today, plan for it. Because if we don't plan for it, we never do it. It'll just always be on the back burner. So the border challenge may be of interest to you. I can put a note in the uh, show notes about the border challenge. It is a real thing. And uh, yeah, you take all your food, you have to take all your provisions, everything with you, camping gear, everything. So he was basically going through and he likes that challenge. And so he was going through trying to figure out because he's going to carry more than his wife is because she's quite tiny. And, um, you know, he's got to figure out what is his maximum weight that he can carry and walk a significant distance every day. I can't remember the complete distance they do, but it's uh, quite significant. So um, yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes if anyone's interested in attempting that. But, um, yeah, she cannot wait to get back out there, uh, his wife. And, um, yeah, in the meantime, 
we plan, Rebecca? We certainly do. We certainly do. Um, I think the other thing too is like nerves as well. Planning mm. sometimes. Uh, when, when you do plan for things, it can be helpful because it helps you sort of process your nerves at each planning point. It's kind of like segmenting it all. Um, so um, planning things is, is really helpful. But then there's other people who are just like, oh, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to do it because it's not going to get done otherwise. So mm. it's all a personal preference. My, speaking of nerves, my youngest was so ner nervous nervous about auditioning for the school musical so this is something that they're doing at the school it's the first time they've done it and it's written specifically for primary school children um, so no one's really sure what to expect especially the kids um, so my daughter came home with the night super excited and it was almost like her desire was moving faster than her thought process, Michelle. It was mm. just so cool. She's like, Mom, Mom, look, we're doing a school musical. We've got a school musical. So, I mean, she's she's only 10 years old. So everything's a – her whole life's a musical at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> she watches all the musicals on TV. She's got, you know, all her, her favourite – musicals that she likes to watch like Breeze and then you've got all the the teen musical things that are on her about um so she came home super excited and I was so happy that she was super excited because it sort of broke down internal barriers that that her excitement was moving faster than her thought process anyway signed the permission note for her and handed it back to her and she gave me a look all of a sudden like as soon as she took hold of that piece of paper that we'd signed she was like uh oh now it's up to me you can mm -hmm. just see it the whole the whole the pressure the, whole the challenge atmosphere or... just changed yeah it all just changed and then she sort of said to me she goes mom I I'm nervous. I'm scared. I, I don't know if I want to do this. And I just sort of said to her, I said, well, honey, you've got the note. You were super excited before. You've got the note. It's signed. Why don't you pop it in your school bag? And then you decide what you want to do. Like, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to do anything. Just when the time comes up, the note's in your bag. You just think either, yes, I've got that note. I'm going to hand it in. Or no, I'd rather not. Mm -hmm. completely up to you so I had no idea what she was going to do so <clears throat> the Thursday came she had her auditions the auditions were on I still hadn't heard anything because um, she was she wasn't staying with me that night and I got a phone call at in the afternoon about 5 30 and she calls me and she's like hi mom I'm like hi baby girl this is a cool surprise and she says I said what's happening she goes, I wanted to tell you how the audition went. And I was just absolutely wrapped. That's all I needed. That's all I needed was the fact that she had built up enough courage to do it. To, to audition for it. That's right. It didn't matter how it went. I said to her right then and there, I'm so proud of you. Did you, you audition? And she said, yeah. And I said, I am so proud of you um, because that's all you needed to do. That's all you needed to do. And you built up the courage and you made that decision and you did this all by yourself. Super proud of you. Super cool. Um, and I said, how did it feel? And she said, mum, I was so nervous. I was shaking and I was, she's in my voice. She gets it from me. 
(laughs) (laughs) I was shaking. She said, my voice. She said, I didn't know what to do. Um, And I said, okay. I said, well, what did you have to sing? She said, I sang, we had a choice of a couple of nursery rhymes. She said, I I sang Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And my heart just melted. I just thought that was the cutest little thing. This is her first audition and it was Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And um, I said, so how do you feel it went? She said, I feel like it went really good. She said, I had to do it in front of four people. She said, I didn't know there were going to be four people. I just thought it was the one person, like the one teacher who's organising it. She said, but I think it went pretty good. So fast forward, she comes home. I got one of the main parts in the play and I'm going to be in every play night. Holy crap. Yeah. So That's it's amazing. like the lead it's not the lead part, but it's one of the main parts main roles. In there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's going to be in six of the shows. <gasps> My gosh! Like, with multiple appearance appearances on the shows. That's amazing. Cool. So Rebecca's going to be at all of those shows. Absolutely, mm. absolutely, I am. Mm. Front row. <laughs> very cool. Very very cool. Congrats. But now she's committed to um, once a week, all the way up until the end of June. The last mm-hmm. week of June is when they're doing the performances. So lots I'll keep of all updated. But yeah, lots of practice and she's committed to that. And she's just super excited about the whole thing. Yeah, super I mean, excited. as a kid, I mean, this is like, you know, all of a sudden you just became like Brad Pitt or something, you know, like a really big celebrity or something, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I said to her, um, it was funny because when she found out how many things I was like, can I be the first person to get your autograph? You and said that. My older two, yeah. I said, "Can I have oh. your autograph? Can I be the first person to have your autograph?" Then my older two were like, "Well, no, because she promised that to me." And then the uh, other one goes, "No, she promised it to me." So, so we're all sort of fighting over that. Like, yeah, she's just like, "Oh my gosh!" So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely such a big breakthrough for her to be oh, able 100% to hundred percent for the confidence, yeah, and make the decision on her own. So it wasn't as if I was sort of pushing it on her. I was just like, no. "Doesn't matter what you do, darling. I'll love yeah. you and I'll be proud of you no matter what." Yeah, but it's up to you what you feel. Yeah, so that was really cool. That cleared a hurdle. That actually takes us into the next episode, Rebecca, too, that you were talking about before we uh, jumped on today. Exactly what you just said: breaking down barriers breaking down the barriers absolutely yeah so we might touch on that a bit more in the uh, next episode um so that's another good segue it always happens when we uh, get together rebecca um beck i guess and this actually comes in really well with what you just talked about too my next point was um fun you know why not just do it for a bit of fun like yeah it doesn't have to be competitive it doesn't have to be serious it doesn't have to be you know we're playing for sheep stations as my pop used to say when we're playing card games uh, meet a few new people, you know, and maybe your daughter will. Maybe she'll meet some new people. Maybe there'll be um, new opportunities for her coming out of this. Maybe there's another musical down the track or some other, you know, play or social event. So, you know, really I think a lot of this is really just for the social aspect. Um, you know, Hubby and I did uh, several Kokoda challenges last year and we really did it because we wanted to, I guess, you know, be with like-minded people. You know, I guess that was our sort of motivation. He um, wasn't super keen in the first instance. And was like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do that. I've got arthritis and, you know, all the excuses. And I was like, well, you know, we're just walking. We're not running or anything crazy. And um, once he got over the fear, similar to your daughter, once he got over the fear and was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll do it. Then he was like, here I am, Team Captain Brewer. Here we are. I've got the hat and the white shirt. Follow me, everyone. La, la, la. And he was like doing the whole thing. And then when we thought we were all lost, when we were like, you know, um, they miscalculated uh, the distance, 
he steps in. All right, guys, about four and a half Ks to go. Here's here and here's the finish line and this, that, and the other thing. And he's taking photos of us and all of this stuff. And he just, he was like, I love this. You know, we're skipping to the, you know, we're all just like, oh my God, another four Ks. What the hell is going on here? And he's just like, oh, this is awesome. I could stay here all night. I could go camping. This is awesome. Like he was on such a high the entire day. It was insane. And he barely wanted to do the thing in the first place. So once he got over that fear, he was loving life. And we've signed ourselves up now for the 48. Um, so we did 33 times last year, managed to do that. This year, he signed us straight up for the 48. And we're doing that now. So he's really got that, um, that competitive bug. And um, it's all around the Kokoda Challenge for us. Uh, but he's also doing a lot of cycling events. He does the um, Brisbane Valley Rail Trail. So he's um, doing several cycling events this year. One of them, I think he's riding about um, 500Ks or something like that, um, 450. Um, and it's over 12 hours. Um, it may even be more than that. But um, he's really got the bug. So I think that Kokoda Challenge um, got him into doing also a triathlon. He did his first triathlon. That was last year. And um, yeah, so he's really got the bug and we're doing the six week challenge together. So, you know, I think for us, it was like um, a couple of times, that's how we met Chris, the guy I was talking about before. And also um, Shaz, another girl, because I literally had to put up posts because we were a teammate short and um, we needed an extra person. And so um, Shaz is a lifelong friend of ours now. Um, she's awesome. Whenever we go to the Goldie, we visit her. And, um, so, you know, it's a great way to meet new people. And I, she was a random, she just replied to my comment. She was super keen. She was, um, all organized with her, you know, um, money to enter and everything like that. And it was just really easy. So I was like, great, you know, you can join. Um, and so now we've got uh, lifelong friends, which we didn't actually expect to have at that point. It's, it's um, funny, Michelle, listening to you say all of that, I can actually just see, I can like literally visually see Jason, um, and and this is a bit scary because last time I said this, look what happened. Yeah. Um, but I can actually see him mentoring people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he is. He does through his um, Optus business because um, he works for Optus. He's actually um, mentoring uh, young people who are a little bit off the rails or not really sure what they want to do. So he does mentor, but not in a um, – but he might use his competition, you know, to mentor people as well. He might use what he's doing. But, um, yeah, he does um, mentor um, through Optus. Because – and, and I was I was going to say before that, um, and here we go. This is this is what we were talking about before. You don't just stop. You give the information. Say the thing. Stop and take a breath. Yeah. Because what I was actually going to say is because what he's doing is a really good way to release um, any tensions and yeah. stress, and and you know be able to set and focus a goal and correct take the next step, build that momentum moving forward. So yeah, yeah I can really see, I can really see him doing that. Yeah, he really enjoys it. He might never it. talk to me again, but <laughs> Jason might not ever pop in and just go, hi, back again, on the, we're on a call. But <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, oh, look what she's done. Yeah, she's put that out there. <laughs> yeah, no, he really enjoys it. Um, so, you know, I guess the other reason, and this is sort of bringing us back to, I guess, the first point, um, the primary reason may be to win. It may be to win, you know. Um, and I was thinking about you winning your radio competition earlier back when I sort of wrote this. And, um, you know, I love Ninja Warrior, um, that TV show, love it. Um, I hold my breath through most of it. Um, and it's all about strength. Like their strength is incredible. And some of these people are like really amazing, you know, rock climbers. Most of them are rock climbers or boulderers um, that really do well because their arms are like tree trunks. And um, these guys really inspire me. Look, I don't feel like I'll ever be able to get onto Ninja Warrior. I don't feel like that's my, you know, body type and 
personality because it's it's intense. But, um, you know, I feel like, you know, for me to build my strength and to do weights and all of those things, um, that's the only way that I'm going to win this six-week challenge. You know, the gym is to drop body fat and increase my muscular, um, you know, muscle rate. Um, and, you know, back in the day, I was just going to put here as well, this is totally separate to this, but um, I was really good at guessing comps. And I was saying to a lady this week about my maths ability, which was guessing the answers really. Uh, but when I say guessing... Um, <laughs> my psychic abilities. Um, and, you know, I'd go in and I guess a um, competition, you know, if you had to guess the number of jelly beans or whatever, and um, I would guess the exact number and I could do it over and over. I'm just really good with numbers. I don't know what it is. I just see the number in my head. That's what it is. And I would guess the exact number. My parents couldn't believe it. I entered multiple of these things and I would be able to guess the exact number and then uh, win the competition. And all the other poor little kids are like, and there's Michelle with her big jar of jelly beans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did. And, you know, in maths, I was um, using, I'm sure I was using my abilities. I mean, you know, how else was I doing it? I had no idea how to do the formula, but I'd be able to get all the exact numbers all the way down the page. Um, and they'd be like 50, 50, you got 50% because you couldn't do the formula, formula to get there. Um, so, you know, I say a lot to a lot of parents, their kids are like either similar to me where they don't understand maths or science or whatever, but they kind of somehow figure out the answers. And um, I'm like, yeah, well, I relate to that. You know, that's that's who I am. So, um, you know, I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing, but I did get 50-50 for pretty much everything because I really didn't understand maths. But um, I do understand numbers. So it's like work with your strengths, I guess, is what I'm saying here, is um, work with what you're good at. I um, I didn't, when I entered that competition, um. I was, I was excited. I was like, you know, this is going to, like you said, this is going to be a bit of fun. Let's do this. Let's see how we go. Um, but the more You didn't have any expectation from the sound of it. No, no, I didn't. I didn't have any expectations. I knew at some point we would, there would one, one of the cars, because there's three of them registered. Um, I knew one of them would win. Um, but I didn't have, and it was actually the night before, I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to wake up at at stupid o'clock and listen to the radio to hear if they call it. I'm just going to get up, do what I have to do. And I didn't go trying to control the situation or changing everything to suit that particular competition. Um, so and, and I, because I didn't have those expectations, which is why I think I had that when they actually called it, I had that moment of, oh, what? That's my <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't ready for this. Hadn't been thinking about it. Um, which goes back to our Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks is is letting go, putting it out there, letting it go and letting it be delivered by the universe. 100%. Allow and make room. Allow and make room. Allow and make room. And just you with your 50-50, you know, some people would think that being um, like having your abilities Mm. would be – more of an advantage to you but mm. I just wanted to take the opportunity to point out to everyone and this is this is how it works is while you were able to get all the answers you only got 50% on it because you couldn't show you didn't show the workings of it Correct. so it's not like you're using that for a gain yeah 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 I couldn't for, for I couldn't actually You've yeah go top of the class the or anything answers. like that yeah that's right yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. right which and is and it's um interesting in our line of work michelle isn't it yeah and it's interesting too Beck, because a lot of people like i've had many people joke with me you know barbecues and you know public events or 
you know, social events and be like, well, what are the, what are the lotto numbers and, you know, all of that? I mean, how often do you get asked that question? And um, the thing is we can't use it for our gain. I mean, if I was going to use that and, you know, John Edwards, you know, there's some really big names in this industry who are very, very talented and you don't see them all going out and winning the lotto every day. And um, the thing is we're not supposed to use it for stuff like that. And look, grandma used to get me to get her, guess her numbers and, all of that because she knew I had a real ability with numbers. And every time I did that, she did win, but she wasn't winning a million or $2 million or $3 million. It was more just she'd win a few hundred, you know, a couple of hundred or whatever. And that just, you know, bought her tickets for the next thing. So I think that people need to understand that is a lot of the time they go, oh, we obviously are not really, you know, doing anything or you're not really genuine or you can't really have an ability here. But it's like, if that was why we had our ability, I would just be entering lotto every week. I've never entered the lotto. Like, I used to buy a set for life scratchies. I used to buy little things like that, but I've never actually entered myself where I've had to guess numbers. My husband has, but I've never done it. I've never done that. And because it's not really my, my motivation to do lotto, I've just never felt that. And I wonder whether it'd be interesting to know whether a lot of other people who do our line of work, whether they are the same, because I'm not motivated by money. I would do this every day for free. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't have that desire to enter that sort of thing. Um, but I wanted to make a recommendation anyway here. Um, and my recommendation is pretty simple. It's really just try something new. Set yourself a bit of a challenge to try something new this week, something a little bit um, out of your comfort zone. And, you know, I say this a bit to women who come and have readings with me, and I do read for men as well, but a lot of the time women are looking for what's next step, what's my life purpose, stuff like that. I want you to have a think about that for yourself because I have some ladies who come to me for readings and Bex probably have the same experience where they walk in and they sit down and they're expecting me to tell them, okay, so you're going to be studying this particular course, this particular university. There's this many people in your class. Um, this is what it'll entail. It's going to cost this amount of money. Um, thanks so much. See you later. Now I will sit here and I'll give you pointers. I'll give you tips. I'll give you direction. I'll give you, um, roundabout, you know, what about this area, that area? Yesterday I had a lady and I was talking a lot about homeopathics and she was like, what? And she's like, my best friend um, is qualified as a homeopath. And um, cause I could see the little bottles and I said, well, I feel like you might be working with it. And she said, that's what I want to do. I'm really inspired by her. I've got some of the bottles. I've been using them. And I think that this is a great thing. She's got a kid who's um, on the spectrum and is nonverbal. So I felt like it might be helpful for him as well. And um, she was blown away. Now, if you come into me and you've done absolutely no, given no thought to this, you just want me to tell you everything, da, 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 mm -hmm. you're going to be solely disappointed because the thing is, and this has happened a few times where I've gone through and said all of these things to these people and they're just like, and I'm looking for confirmation. I'm like, have you been thinking about that? Has it come up for you already? Are you doing it already? And they're just like, nah, nah, nah. I'm just, I'm just sitting at home, Michelle, all day, every day, just sitting at home. Um, and I think, I don't know whether they've got kids at home or, you know, the kids, young kids at school or whatever, um, they've given no thought to it at all. And I'm like, well, it's really hard for me to confirm anything if, you know, you haven't given any thought to this or it's not even on your radar, you know, like if you're doing nothing in terms of meditation or you know, trying to, you know, clear your mind so that you can get a bit of inspo in and then you come and have a reading and Michelle's like, bang, bang, bang. And, and then you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I just thought about that. Or it was in my head or I just told my husband about this. That's when we get those real light bulb moments and the excitement and the buzz. But if you haven't given any thought to it, expecting me to just put it all in your, on your plate, you know, in front of you and off you go, um, that's not going to happen so much. 
So I really want you to think about that before you go and see somebody, if that's what you're expecting, um, do some work first, do some meditation, do some reflection, do something first. Try something new is my recommendation. Um, Host a women's gathering. I've got a lot of clients who are like on the edge of doing that, but they're really fearful. Meet up with someone else. I link people. I'm a networker. So I'm like, hey, there's another lady in your area who wants to do that. I've met through my readings. I'm going to link you guys up, which I have done. And now these women are planning to do gatherings together and they both live in the same suburb. So, and they didn't know each other before. So um, I linked them up. So try meeting a few new people through that, you know, go to another gathering someone else is hosting, meet some people and see if they're into that sort of thing. If you want to do that, Um, you know, I want you to think about ways that you can challenge yourself. And that's really all I'm talking about. It's not rocket science. I just want you to think about how can I, you know, do something different, put myself out there a little bit that you wanted to make a, a point. Well, just a couple of things. One, one is on what you were just saying just now is, you know, even things like um, if you are at home and you're not actually putting in the effort and or or you're just at work and you're not putting in the effort, surely you you there are things that you do do every day. If you go out to the letterbox and mm. you know something catches your eye, um, <clears throat> if you're watching TV, if you're listening to the radio, if you're going through the socials and the same sort of topic keeps coming up on the socials, that's a sign for you to to look more into that. Um, if if you're you're sitting there and you're going through the socials and nothing's really sort of sparking any sort of reaction, um, you know maybe it's time to to have a chat with your doctor about your mental health and and how you're actually feeling and things like that as well. Good point. Because there are there are so many things out there. So I just wanted to to put that um, forward. Um, but like you were saying before, Michelle, with people sort of expecting you to, to, to be able to tell them what to do and, and, you know, and, and you with, you know, you don't, you don't win the lotto, you don't buy lotto and everyone wants the lotto numbers and all this sort of thing. Um, I got a phone call the other day from my aunt and she was like, Beck, I need you to help me. I, I can't find my glasses. I can't find my prescription glasses. Can you help me find them? So I actually remoted in and did a remote viewing and I was like, so they're in a dark room and they're on, they're near a round table, near a round table, blah, blah, blah. Left it a few days, didn't hear anything back from her. I went in yesterday morning and she said, I still can't find my glasses. So automatically I got up and went into the lounge room, which was fairly dark. It had most of the curtains all closed except for the one in the dining room which was just putting enough light in so I turned the light in and I went to this round table and I went no it's not there lifted up the tablecloth looked underneath on the floor went to the other one I was like no and then all of a sudden I felt like I needed to um kneel down so I did I knelt down and literally 15 centimetres away from me were her glasses. They were grey-rimmed and they were in the grey fluffy carpet so she couldn't see them because they wow. <laughs> camouflaged themselves there, but literally right there in front, which was a super cool experience. But having said that, I misplace stuff all the time. Do you think I can find it? How many times have we put on, um, on our, yeah, on the on group. our group chat? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'm missing this. Can you help me find this? Can you help me find that? Um so it's 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 interesting that you know law of attraction sort of overrides everything just on that back as well though with yourself because this literally has come up this week because I had a client come and see me she's a mentorship client and she literally um just said to me that she had this pendulum that she lost she misplaced a pendulum and she had a drawer open 
And she thought, oh, maybe it's fallen into the drawer. It was on a bedside table. So she's like, oh, maybe it's fallen into the drawer. She's pulled this drawer up out 15 times, no pendulum, right? And then one of her screws falls out of her laptop and she's got a mail-in spirit around her. One of the screws falls out of her laptop and she was like, okay, so she puts it on top of the um, side table again. So this is where the pendulum pendulum was, puts a little screw on the side table. It's just sitting there quite happily, no problem at all. And then, but the drawer was open. So um, then she comes back and the screw's not there anymore. And she's like, where the hell did the screw go? So again, she's in this drawer and there's no screw. But guess what she finds? The pendulum's in there. The pendulum's in there. So she's like, what is going on here? And then she goes, all right, I need this screw. So she stands up and she goes, all right, spirit guide, um, or, you know, to the male, you know, spirit who's around her, um, where is this screw? And then without thinking about it, she picks up the cord, which is attached to her lamp. The screw is underneath the cord in the carpet. And she picks the screw up, puts it back on the table. So with the screw falling out of her laptop, you think about Hansel and Gretel and the breadcrumbs. With the screw falling out, all of a sudden the pendulum's back in the drawer. She finds the screw, no worries at all. So what I was going to say to you, Beck, is don't forget, because remember I lost my wedding band in my little um, uh, pink rug here and it was like five people, no one could find it. After they leave, spirit guy, where is it? And he draws a line to it through my um, you know, mind's eye. And I walk straight over, pick it up, and it's sitting right on top of the pile, right on top of the pile. And we had five people crawling around here. No one could see it. So use your spirit guide. That's the recommendation. Uh, next Definitely. week, Beck's got, uh, we've got a shoot. Next week, we've got uh, going to be talking about breaking down barriers. So this is actually really great because Beck's already sort of discussed this with um, her daughter and uh, the audition. So what further work can we do to actually break down those hurdles, break down the barriers, get over them and do the thing that we're terrified of doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes it's just as simple as what you were just explaining, Michelle. Yeah. One step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. One thing will lead to another, which will lead to another and build the momentum Yep, the women's gathering first, build up your confidence and then host your own later. You know, you don't have to do everything straight away. So um, great episode, Beck, and I can't wait for the next one. It's going to be really great and it's going to uh, work really well out of what we just talked about with um, your young daughter who's doing amazing things and we can't wait to see her in a uh, stage production. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Proud mummy moments. It is, it is. Just so super proud of her that she 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 built up the courage to to try. She didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but she just thought she had that moment and she she seized it, the opportunity. I'll do it anyway. And and that's it. That's it. Amazing. So if a Ten year old can do it. I'm sure the rest of us can. Precisely. All right. Well, great episode, Beck. Um, and we will talk in a couple of weeks. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, love.